welcome to the She Talks Health Podcast, your source for information about all things women's hormonal health. I'm your host, Sophie Shepard. I'm the founder of She Talks Health and the co-creator of the 12-week Empower Her group gut and hormone program. I'm a certified functional health coach and a holistic menstrual health educator. This podcast was created to give you clarity about how to take control over your hormonal health using safer, natural options. I created this podcast to cover the widespread and complex health issues plaguing women today. From the rise of infertility to the epidemically high numbers of women with autoimmune disease to menstrual cycle problems, digestive issues, anxiety, weight gain, food sensitivities, mental, emotional, and energetic imbalances, and so much more. If there's a topic that you need answered, I encourage you to write us at podcast at shetalkshealth.com and we will try our absolute best to cover that subject. My greatest mission in life is to help women radically change their health and their lives by teaching them how they can use their hormones as their superpowers. So with that in mind, I hope you enjoy today's episode. Well, welcome back everyone to the She Talks Health podcast. This is your host, Sophie Shepard, founder of the She Talks Health brand and podcast. It is so good to be back here today talking with you. This is going to be a solo episode where we go deep on headaches, specifically hormonal migraines or menstrual migraines. This is such a common issue. I'm hearing from so many women in my Instagram DMs about their hormonal headaches. And I've had several clients who've come to work with me where one of their main complaints is a migraine right before they get their period. And it's estimated that about 70% of female migraine sufferers have a worsening of those migraines just before their periods. So this is a real problem for a lot of people, especially right before their cycle. But the big question is why? Why is this linked into our hormones? Is there anything we can do about this? Because if you are someone who suffers with migraines, you know that it can be so debilitating and just stop you in your tracks. So let's talk about some of the causes of these menstrual migraines so you can get some education on why this could be happening to you, hopefully identify a pattern, and then let's talk about some strategies to help. So one of the main causes of a hormone-related migraine is definitely estrogen. Too much, too low, or just a rapid fluctuation. So our female body goes through this beautiful ebb and flow that you've probably heard me talk about if you've listened to the podcast for a while. And we have this estrogen and this progesterone peak and dip throughout the cycle. And during the first part of the cycle from about day seven to 14, estrogen is really rising rapidly. That's preparing the body and the uterine lining for the possibility of pregnancy. And then after ovulation, if conception does not occur, then estrogen is going to drop off and it can drop off quite rapidly in some women. Then there is a slight peak and then another complete drop off when you shed your uterine lining with the start of the bleeding phase of your menstrual cycle. Either of these drops at right after ovulation or right before your period can also bring down 
a dip in the brain chemical called serotonin. You've probably heard of it. It is that brain chemical that is responsible for our sense of happiness and well-being. And with this big dip in estrogen, there is also this big drop in serotonin. And that in and of itself can be a trigger for a migraine. Okay, so it's the low serotonin and the low estrogen. They could both be working together to trigger your migraine or be separate triggers for your migraine. To make matters worse for us that suffer with headaches and migraines, the drop in estrogen and serotonin also comes with a drop in our ability to manage pain. So estrogen is actually quite amazing for a lot of reasons. And one of the reasons is that it regulates your pain. And that's through the interaction it has with endorphins in your brain in order to dull the signal of pain. I remember when I first learned about this was a very visceral experience where I was going to my acupuncturist and I went right before I got my period and everything was more sensitive and I couldn't understand why it was hurting so much. And she asked me, where are you in your cycle? And I said, I think I'm about to get my period in a couple of days. And uh, she said, well, that would be why. So that dip in estrogen just makes our pain centers more noticeable for us. So that could make it even worse for us when it comes to headaches and migraines. And then on the flip side with too much estrogen, this also happens all the time with the clients. So too much estrogen and specifically estrogen's relationship with histamine can trigger a migraine. And actually one of the next episodes is going to be all about histamine and PMS. So this is included inside of that podcast, but we'll go a little bit um, into it now. So when we have too much estrogen at ovulation, because again, estrogen is going to kind of pick up right before ovulation, that boost in estrogen can trigger something called mast cells, M-A-S-T cells, to release. And those mast cells are going to release histamine, only it's going to be too much histamine, and it can cause a whole host of symptoms, including a migraine or a headache. So definitely go and check out that blog and podcast when it comes out later this summer. Um, We'll have the article on the She Talks Health website as well. And one of the problems with this whole too much estrogen issue in the histamine is that high estrogen is also going to decrease the enzyme DAO. And DAO is actually the built-in enzyme we have to clear histamine in the first place. So not only are your estrogen triggering the histamine, but it's also lowering your enzyme to break it down. So this is why some women experience menstrual migraines in the middle of their cycle, or even if you are someone who has estrogen dominance throughout the entire cycle, and especially in the second half of your cycle, I've had clients who've had these hormonal headaches because of estrogen dominance all month long. So this could be why. There are a couple of non-hormonal reasons for headaches and migraines that are definitely worth investigating into. I would say the first one is your genetics and something specifically called the MTHFR gene mutation. (laughs) Say that five times fast. So MTHFR is, is what is standing for a 
methyl triahydrofolate reductase. And this is responsible among many other tasks to help you regulate the use of your B vitamins, B6, B9, and B12. And actually about 10 to 30% of the population has a SNP in the MTHFR gene mutation, causing them to have trouble utilizing these key B vitamins. And this alone has been shown to be associated with migraines. So if that is what's going on for you, I definitely recommend checking out beef liver capsules or organ meat capsules altogether. They are rich in bioavailable B vitamins from grass-fed red meat. Um, and you can also get them from eating red meat, right? Also from leafy green vegetables if you're a plant eater. Um and you can also take a B-complex. You want to make sure you're getting a bioavailable B vitamin B-complex. So that would look like looking for the words methylcobalamin for B12, and then looking for P5P for B6, and then folate instead of folic acid for B9. Now, if you're interested in doing this, you can totally use the code SHE10 for 10% off using the Paleo Valley brand. They're often out of stock though. So you can also check out ancestral um, beef liver capsules, ancestral supplements, um, and they might be able to hook you up. Also, we have a correlating blog post to this episode because we know that menstrual migraines are just so horrible. And I have put together a little supplement cheat sheet when it comes to migraine. So you can look through that, speak with your physician and see if there's something on there that would make the most sense for you and your root cause of the migraine. Okay. So genetics play a factor and that MTHFR gene mutation. Another thing that can happen with migraines is nutrient deficiencies. So a lot of migraine sufferers are deficient in magnesium. In fact, Estimates are up to 50% of migraine sufferers being deficient in magnesium. That is a lot, 50-50%. So magnesium is a huge super mineral for your hormones. It is definitely my very first step when supporting someone's hormones and supporting someone's migraines especially if it goes alongside any PMS symptoms. And that's because that mineral of magnesium is so powerful at reducing inflammation. It also is going to calm down your nervous system. It's going to help to balance your brain chemicals. And most women need between 300 to 500 milligrams of magnesium in a day. And our needs increase after ovulation. So the good news is magnesium is plentiful in Lots of foods, leafy greens, dark chocolate. Who doesn't love dark chocolate, right? Pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds, almonds, avocados, bananas, things that I hope you're eating on a daily basis. And the downside of it is that unfortunately, at least in the U.S., our soils are very depleted in magnesium. It used to be that you could get all you needed for magnesium in one single bell pepper, and now they can't even find traces of magnesium in the bell pepper. So if this is you, or if you feel like you might need to supplement with it, I'm a huge fan of magnesium glycinate for a little bit of extra support. And that's also in the supplement bundle that will be linked into the show notes here. 
Okay. So then the other really, really big deficiency that really needs to be looked at when it comes to migraines is riboflavin, or for short, it's B2. And doses of 400 milligrams a day have been shown to help with migraines and actually reduce the, um, the, the migraines by 50%. And that's compared to a placebo, which was 15%. So that's a huge improvement, right? So B2 really can be helpful. This is my second go-to when it comes to migraines. If I'm kind of trying to go down the list with somebody and figure out what's going on for them. And B2 regulates serotonin and it helps that energy house of our cell. It's called mitochondria. And so that's why we believe that B2 could be helpful for those menstrual migraines. It's both helping the mitochondria and helping to regulate that serotonin. And additionally, as I kind of mentioned in the, in the last point about the MTHFR gene mutation, where you have an issue with converting and using your B vitamins, B2 also may help with that gene mutation. So we definitely want to consider whether or not riboflavin or B2 is a good supplement to take or foods to eat. And one of the best ways to do that would be to to test and see if you're deficient. Okay. So then there's one more deficiency that I think is definitely worth Noting, if you're thinking, hey, you know, Sophie, I get these headaches, but it's always after my period, not before like you were describing, that could be an indication of iron deficiency, especially if you're having a very heavy period. So that would be someone who's bleeding through their pads, their tampons, or they're bleeding for many days on end. And the loss of blood is triggering anemia or iron deficiency. And that is really, really important. I would say about 40% of my clients are iron deficient. And it's really critical that you do get a full iron panel. So talk to your physician about that. You're going to want to get the ferritin, the TIBC, and the iron serum. And that can be something that your physician should be able to run for you and it should be able to get covered by insurance. And then you can talk about whether you need to add iron into your diet or through a supplement or even a transfusion I've seen sometimes be necessary. Okay, so those are all the deficiencies that go along with a potential trigger for menstrual migraines. And then we have to think about medications. So I would put this in like a miscellaneous category. If we kind of look through the miscellaneous category, we've got birth control, caffeine, red wine, alcohol, wheat, cheese, sugar, nitrates that are found in things like hot dogs and deli meats, food additives like MSG, having low blood sugar, lots of stress, having your neck and shoulder be tense or even out of alignment. And then also perfume and other strong odors, bright lights, and travel. And I just want to go a little bit into the birth control one because that one is something that recently showed up for a group client member. She was in our Empower Her 12-week gut and hormone restoration program. She joined us in January and she had had menstrual migraines or just migraines actually kind of nonstop for months and I think maybe even years, that was one of her main symptoms. And she really had them almost every single day. And when we went through her her 
test results and also looked at the fact that she was on birth control, we were able to realize that going on birth control was when things got worse for her. Now, in her particular case, it seemed that she was very sensitive to this birth control and that it was really taxing her system. So we worked to support her liver, her gut, and her adrenal glands, and then she was able to successfully transition off the pill with no side effects, and even better, her migraines are gone. So she is a month off of birth control, and she has not had a single migraine, and this is going for someone who had migraines every single day. So this is really encouraging for anyone who's on birth control that this could be a potential trigger and something to discuss with your doctor. And it's also important to know that hormonal birth control does carry a higher risk of stroke for people with migraines. So the reason some women may experience more migraines while on the pill is most relevant to the estrogen containing contraception. And maybe even from the withdrawal from the synthetic estrogen during that one week of the sugar pills, um, where you're not getting that synthetic estrogen every single day. So that drop in estrogen that I described before could be a trigger for the migraine sufferers that are on the pill every single month. So it's just something to think about, to discuss with your doctor, you know, are you on hormonal birth control? Do you get a migraine every week or every month during that week? You know, what's going on there so that you can kind of start to put the pieces together. Okay. So what are the action steps to reduce menstrual migraines or hormonal headaches? I think the very first thing that every person dealing with a chronic symptom, and this is no exception, is get a journal. So I'm a big fan of getting a health journal so that you can start being in the driver's seat when it comes to understanding what's going on in your body and how different things might be affecting your body. So keep a headache journal. If you've been listening to this and you're just like, I don't know what my trigger is, maybe it's a good idea to track your headache. Maybe you'll realize, oh my gosh, every time I have a full caffeinated latte, I get a headache. Or every time I'm around perfume, I get a headache. Or every time I have nitrates and hot dogs and aged cheese, I get a headache. Um, Or maybe you'll see, oh my gosh, I'm sleep deprived and that's when I get my, my migraines. Or, wow, it is right before my period. It must be a drop in that estrogen. Or it's right at ovulation. Maybe it is actually related to too much estrogen. So I would definitely, definitely recommend getting a headache journal so you can start to track when these happen and what could be going on before before your migraine gets triggered. And that kind of goes along with number two, which is know your triggers, right? So... One example that I think is really worth noting is that there is one study that found avoiding wheat eliminated migraines in 89% of people, (laughs) 89%. That's even more than the B2 or the magnesium. So we really have to look at all of these foods that I mentioned, wheat, sugar, you know, aged cheese, the nitrates that are found in hot dogs, those food additives like MSG, and even just low blood sugar, right? And making sure our blood sugar is balanced. So knowing your triggers and then writing them down. And then lowering your stress. I know that no one wants to talk about this, but stress causes all sorts of hormonal imbalances, including excessive estrogen. 
But just the nature of stress itself can also make us more prone to tension headaches, right? So doing whatever you need to lower your stress is really important. Regular massage, meditation, walking, you know, breath work, yoga, whatever you love to do to keep your stress in check could be a very positive step forward for your menstrual migraine. And then aromatherapy, that's kind of goes hand in hand with lowering your stress. Lavender and peppermint are extremely effective for the in-the-moment headache support. And then eating an anti-inflammatory eating style, I totally went through a little bit of this, like what not to have, like in the sugar and maybe even cheese and wheat world. But also I would say including foods that are anti-inflammatory is also great, like flax and wild-caught salmon and organic berries, right? We want to think about phytonutrients and fiber from leafy greens, all these things that build up healthy nutrient stores and an antioxidant-rich and anti-inflammatory full diet. And then, of course, you want to think about maybe B2, magnesium for supplementation. There's also another anti-inflammatory called feverfew that's been very heavily studied to prevent and reduce migraines. Um, You can't take that one if you're on a blood thinner or if you're pregnant. So it's always definitely best with any supplement to talk with your physician who has a pulse on on your your blood work and what's going on for you. But those are just some things that I've seen to be really, really useful. So just in summary, we talked about some of the most common menstrual migraine and hormonal headache triggers. It can be from too low of estrogen, and that would most likely be seen right after ovulation or right before your period. And then the flip side of that would be too much estrogen in a reaction to histamine, and that would be in the second half of your cycle. You can have a genetic variant called MTHFR, and that might require you to supplement with B vitamins or uh, beef liver capsules that can support your use of available B vitamins. Then other nutrient deficiencies to discuss would be iron deficiency, B2, and magnesium, and birth control being another thing that could be a trigger, as well as the foods and chemicals that we discussed like caffeine, red wine, alcohol, wheat, HGs, sugar, nitrates that are found in hot dogs and deli meats, food additives like MSG, low blood sugar, stress, neck and shoulder tension, and perfume, bright lights, and travel. So those are all things to think about. I hope this was extremely helpful. Definitely, definitely let us know on Apple if this was a helpful podcast for you, or you can even shoot me a DM on Instagram at She Talks Health. I want to hear from you and I want to hear that your menstrual migraines are getting better. So I hope that this was just so, so valuable for you. And until next time, I'm signing off and I'll see you then. I hope this episode got you one step closer to achieving your optimal health. If you liked this episode, please spend a few seconds to rate it so more women can find this resource. Be sure to tune in for more women's health support next week on the She Talks Health podcast. And in the meantime, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at She Talks Health. I have an open door DM policy. No question is stupid and I'm always here for you.